subs. It's what are we? Not popcorn. We are popcorn junkies. <laughs> Welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. We are reviewing a film called Godland, which is a Danish Icelandic film. Don't turn off. No, don't turn off. Now, I obviously, I've been to Iceland, which uh, lends a certain sort of, mm, a certain sort of volcanic sort of, mm, sort of terra firma kind of gravelly kind of. Mm. Yeah, all of those things. And I've always wanted to go to Iceland. Have you, I have to say this film did not endear me to Iceland. Oh, OK. Well, that, 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 that is interesting. The premise of this film is incredibly simple, yeah. isn't it? It start, it, it's incredibly sparse. It's incredibly, uh, you could argue, slow. But that's all part of it. Yeah. It's a meditative film. Yeah. Um, and it's a sort of very considered film. And it's a slow build. And let me just say that it's, um, I don't know whether this will be a turn off or a turn on for viewers, but it was certainly a turn on for me. There are loads of Icelandic ponies all the way through it. And an Icelandic pony is a specific breed of hardiness, Mark. I was fascinated I by love that. a horse with long hair all over its body. Yeah, we call them ponies, but I noticed they call them horses. No, Icelandic horses, they have long hair all over their bodies. They were so Almost lovely. woolly mammoth-esque. So this priest, Danish priest, is sent by his sort of superior. senior superior off to Iceland to essentially build a church. Bring the Lord. Bring the Lord and, like a missionary, sort of, oh, you know, yeah. um, civilise society there. Mm. So he heads off. But, but on a ship he's told that the journey will be harsh and he's told that the people will be not like the people he knows and he's told that there might be the smell of volcanoes as if they're coming out of somebody's bottom yeah well shop. that's iceland for you well there you go yeah not the shop the country no. oh, um but right at the front of the film there's a a little quote or a sort of paragraph that says this a box was found in iceland with seven wet plate photographs taken by a danish priest these images are the first photographs of the southeast coast of Iceland. This film is inspired by these photographs. Oh, isn't that wonderful? I love films that were inspired by something. Now, it's not true. Oh. It's not actually based on those things. The director oh. made that up. But oh. he, he made it up because he thought it was poetic. And it is poetic. It is I think poetic. it's a really lovely detail. I wish you hadn't told me it wasn't made up then. So, Priest sent off to Iceland. He's like a man with a movie camera, but he's a man with a wet plate camera. Yeah. It's very cumbersome. Very It's bulky. a big box. Um... Some people have been sort of comparing it to the cross, carrying yeah. the cross. And they are taking crosses, aren't they, as well? They're, well, they are for a while, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was get this is kind of like, uh, once he'd been sent and he was on the boat, and you have this motif all the time of him putting up, putting up his incredibly cumbersome uh, camera. And this I like. In order to take a wet plate photograph in the late 19th century, or the, the late 18th century, uh, no, it must be 19th century, you have to have a very long exposure. Yeah. You have to have silver on a piece of glass, and it's a chemical reaction. Yeah, he was lovingly mm. doing the glass stuff. Yeah, and he? you know, it comes in cases. He has his glass thing yeah, set up. And the photograph, uh, you know, is, is sort of imprinted, if you like, onto the glass. But what that necessitates is people to sit incredibly still yes. for a long period yes. of time. I was um, fascinated by that. Yeah, it? and I don't know. I, this is a film, I think. And tell me what you think that works on so many thematic levels yes and it doesn't work sort of narratively in a way because the narrative is nothing more than him going yeah it's in two halves as well yeah. it's him going and then the bit where he's there and it's the difficulty of that journey it's incredibly yeah. arduous yeah. You're shown and you're explained in great detail how they need pasture to feed the horses. You have to buy it to go I over the tundra. I loved all of that, yeah. You know, so yeah, you know, I thought it did a good job of sort of showing the practical issues, which really it reminded did. me actually of how we had to pass across the Arctic. What yeah. did you think of the main actor who played the main priest? Okay, well, I think he was very, very. He wanted to do the right thing. I mean, I think he was very sort of religious, if you like. I can't think of a different word. I think mm. what I just don't think he had a clue what 
what the journey would throw mm. at him. I mean, he did, he's very taciturn, isn't he? He doesn't say much, but I think he was very, very with it and loved God dearly and was going to do exactly bring mm. God to the people mm. as long as he could take his photographs. I think all of that was absolutely genuine. But then, if you like, the journey and the fact that he, he'd been warned, but you can't be warned about a journey mm. like that. It showed how absolutely agonising mm. it was. Mm. Yeah, it was a pilgrimage, wasn't it? But absolutely I mean, it a had, pilgrimage. I was getting all sorts of other films kind of crashing in, like The Revenant. You know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a journey. A good, good yeah, and it's about how the journey, the sort of the mission, it reminded me of the mission of yeah. Robert De Niro years ago. And you've got this sort of impassive, which is what you've got in Iceland, landscape. It's dangerous. Mm. It's vast and it's huge, but it's incredibly still. Yeah. And it's very uncaring. Yeah. And it just sits there. Yeah. And you're labouring across it as a little yeah. kind of fiddly thing called a person. There's um, a line, isn't there, where it's said said by one character, it's beautiful and dangerous. And yeah. then is it the priest that says it's beautiful and dangerous? So he splits the two words right. up so that we know that he's yeah. not He's starting not to deal with it too yeah, well yeah, at that yeah. point. And on this, so you've got this sort of intrepid group. They're sort of heading off. He's got a translator. I mean, the 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 priest, our priest, uh, is doesn't speak Icelandic. He only speaks Danish. So there's this one step removed, isn't yeah. there? He was he's trying to learn. Mate, though, on, he was trying he? to work, learn on the boat. He's taking a mate with him. Yeah, who moment. dies? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, falls off the falls off the falls off the horse and loses yeah. his crucifix. Yeah. And I thought that was a really symbolic moment. The but that moment... was important because up until that point he wasn't alone, and then suddenly he yeah, realised he was absolutely. Alone. So language went, mm. but so too did, uh, in a sense, his faith was put under yes. pressure because the yes, cross at that point. goes yeah. swimming off down the river. Yeah. Um, he's starting to doubt. Well, he's starting to doubt. And what I thought was really magical about this film was that it was the landscape and the country was in a sense pulling apart the artificiality of what men create, i.e. religion. Yeah. So Iceland doesn't give a fuck if you're no, religious, no. you've got a cross, no. building a church. Yeah. You're going to have whatever response you have. You're going to be challenged by this landscape yeah. as a human. Yeah. Um, and I thought that's what this film was about. This film was about losing faith in the face of surviving. Yeah, it was. And within surviving, I include falling in love, feeling lust, yeah. fighting. Yeah. You know, there's all these elements where you see this priest go through experiences that yeah. you just thought, wow, I wouldn't expect a priest to do that. He's very, what's the word to warn people? He's, he's very remote, isn't mm. he, from us? I mean, he doesn't give us it's anything incredibly really. distant. Very that distant, that's the word I'm looking for. So, I mean, you have to sort of get used to that. because Yeah, because at first I found that really frustrating. I, I mean, I and don't bit. get me wrong, there, was, there are bit. moments in this where they hold the shot for so long. And yeah. There is one moment in the middle of the film, which was very Revenant-esque, where he falls ill, doesn't he? Or he's tired yeah. and he collapses. And there's some, there's a couple of really powerful panning shots, really powerful. Mm -hmm. And as you saw the band with Ragnar and everyone, they leave him for dead. Yeah. And the camera does such a long pan across the landscape, which again, all that sort of stuff was reminding me, this landscape makes you irrelevant as does humans. Not does, does not care. Does not care. But it also, it doesn't not care in a malevolent way. No. It literally is the manifestation of indifference, yeah. the landscape. But the camera kind of tilts down and you find him. Yeah. And you think, oh, God, he's dead. Yeah. And what I thought was quite weird about the film was there was no explanation as to why we suddenly come back to him in no, a sort there of wasn't, community. There wasn't, no. But they didn't need to be anywhere. I mean, no. it was a more sort of gentle film in that Well, I, I read that as potentially being given to us as a, almost a rebirth or something. Uh, well, possibly, yeah. yeah no, yeah. one could What did you make of the community? The community he gets to. Yeah, so yeah. they're building a church. Presumably they knew he was coming, right? They must I have texted or not. So, yeah, I mean, it's sort of very, they give us some information and not others. The man who sort of um, opens his home to him, uh, 
has two daughters and um he's he's like the judge and jury of this whole place well he's he? the patriarch yeah he's the absolute total patriarch he's a landowner he's in charge he's sort of head of the community yeah whatever. he came in and he was treated oddly he couldn't fully get in because he couldn't understand what everyone was saying ragnar was back which was curious because you sort of thought well you left him for dead yeah, that's true, actually. That was the bit I didn't understand the most, was no. where he came from. Yeah. And uh, and the beef is getting stronger with him, isn't it's it? It's getting much stronger. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. real antagonism there. Yeah. And then the, the, this patriarch, this father figure, sort of says, don't fall, you're not staying in this house, mate, because I've got two daughters. Yeah, which is fair enough, wasn't it? But he it? was a priest, and you sort of think, well, he's not, well, what does that mean in modern parliament? <laughs> no, exactly. Priests are at it like nuts. And also the girls had gone into his room as he was waking up, and I think, you know, yeah. naked priest, yeah. you don't want to... And throughout, you have moments, which were curious moments, where he takes these photographs and you see his subjects sitting for shots. Yes. And I was trying, I was sort of thinking, God, well, you know, what is what is the relevance of all of this? What sort of poetic thematic are they talking about here? And I think, I don't know whether you got this from it, because the story, this is a spoiler review, the story runs out that essentially he kind of does become romantically involved with yeah, someone. He sort of. Sort of. Something awful happens to Ragnar, almost accidentally, but yeah. because of a fight between the two of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And because of a dog barking dog outside of a church. The dog yeah, the dog was great. Ward. He goes out and he tries to escape. Yeah, yeah. And he comes to a sort of grisly end. He does, doesn't he? Um, and, from, and so it's all about the temporariness of life. And he was he, never going to survive, though. I think no. we, we were well aware of that from the beginning. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you think? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, he was... Yeah, he wasn't I mean, he was robust a, enough physically. Was it a or, square pegging around him. He so was not yeah. going to survive. But there was a lovely moment in that moment. And the reason I'm jumping ahead is because I then I want to go back and talk about the significance of the photographs. Is yeah. that, that towards the end, the patriarch who does the deed with the priest. Yes. He talked. There was a really interesting line where he says, I don't want to think I just know or something like that. Yeah. I've not been put on this sort of earth to think I am here to just know what's going on, which is a curious distinction because yeah. it's like he's saying we just live. And he said something else about I won't be here. We're not here for long. Yeah. And, you know, it's a short period of time, what have you. And so for me, the photographs became, in a sense, the only way that people would live beyond this moment and so it became an act of preservation so you had this curious thing of because well, in the end it took the place totally of god didn't it I mean, yeah exactly was, that was yeah. that was sort of his his faith and this became his religion and i thought there were some great scenes where you know he just was lining people up in front of the camera like the younger daughter who mm, wouldn't get on the, on the right yeah, side yeah. of the horse and all of that and just the still frame i suppose in a sense keeping a re you know this was going to be the one record of all these people and i think that was underlined by the fact that you had these locked off shots of a horse rotting away and I so you know, saw time that was moving curious wasn't it that i found that so moving though but again it's the way in which nature and the earth oh just i know, I know on. That. yeah but i found i thought he used it incredibly um well in a sophisticated way but also sort of in a sad way so mm. it came at a point in the film where didn't it come at a point in the film where he we knew he was going to die or he'd already died even or something isn't doesn't it come towards the end well, this was almost like an icelandic western because this yeah, sort of very community, much wasn't it? Very you know the so. sort of going out into the wild frontier and yeah. all of iceland's wild frontier yeah. i was just thinking that didn't really happen you you say that they found this no 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 he made that I mean, i'm just wondering who would ever have made the choice to go out with a camera in any case because i mean who well, would take photos true. of that sort of landscape I mean, well, he doesn't. That's he, well, that's the point. He doesn't yeah. take any photographs of landscape. No, he doesn't. It's He's only people. interested in portraits of people. Yeah. And that's why I think it's quite significant that you, you're seeing 
real life things decompose and die. Yeah. You're seeing a landscape that's implacable and indifferent. Yeah, and indifferent. Even the ponies are implacable. Yeah, but they die and everyone dies and there's a sense of movement, there's a sense of ageing, there's a sense of, you know, right down to, I thought one of the most powerful scenes in it was when Ragnar, the guy that the priest has beef with, yeah. sits on a chair and confesses all of his crimes. Oh, I thought that was a brilliant scene. And at the end of each scene, he said, you know, I have coveted other people's wives. Pray for me. He's I almost said I've had dirty thoughts. I, well, he does. He says, I've had, I've had terrible thoughts. Pray for me. I killed someone's horse. Pray for me. And yeah. I thought that was, it was incredible because that was his confessional. He was asking the priest to pray yeah, for him. Yeah, no, no, he and was. And the priest but, hated it. But the actual sort of way that he did it was like a lamentation. Yeah, 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 it? exactly. Yeah. It was like a, but it was a monologue. So he'd say a line. And it was quite musical. And he'd it say, was very pray for musical, me, pray for yeah. me. After the, and I found that really moving. It was so moving, that. That was a confessional moment which you would have thought a priest would connect with. Would have changed his mind in but terms of... it precedes the most awful moment yeah. of violence. Yeah. Which for me was the moment you went, the priest has lost it. Yeah. The priest has lost his faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Rag Ragnar or Ragnarok has, yeah. has opened up big time. Yeah, and it was straight after that, wasn't it, more yeah. or less, yeah. yeah. We should talk a bit as well about the amount of song, because everything's sung. Yes. I mean, really, isn't it? Which mm. can drive me mad. I Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find that just I found that just sort of indigenousy kind of folkloric okay. kind of stuff. It's beautifully shot. It has the aspect ratio that reflects yeah. his kind of wet plate photographs. Which I thought that was that was I love that. Yeah, and he did similarly with with certain mountains and volcanoes. He did the same thing through different sort of light and weather as he did with the dying horse. Yeah. Um, I thought the end was very clever. It was very low key. Yeah. And very thoughtful. Yeah. Because <laughs> he sort of you know it was a kind of. They, he knew it was going to happen and the guy who did it sort of apologised and said, well, you know, I'm afraid there's no other route here. Yeah, yeah like, right, because he knew okay. everything, that guy, didn't What do you he? think it was about? Well, faith or loss of faith or not being able to keep one's faith. Don't we all a million times a day think, is there, like, is there anything here except us or mm. is there anything above us or mm. is there anything? I mean, mm. Iceland, it's funny because I've always, I've always had a romantic idea about Iceland. I know you've been yourself, but I always thought, I've seen so many shots of it and films about it where they've, they've the landscape has played such a huge part but in this and it worked exactly on me of it's too harsh it's mm. too harsh mm. sort of i thought and and the and the, the filming is beautiful it's mm. absolutely beautiful and places look gorgeous but i thought i don't want to go to this place it simply is too harsh mm. and in that respect i felt like he must have felt at certain times mm. did in... he do any actual preaching i can't even remember. no he tried to and he couldn't because the couldn't... dog the dog kind he of distracted out, him and he, he went yeah. out yeah that's absolutely. when the guy said leave it to me didn't yeah he? i mean he does no preaching no. he doesn't spread the word at all and yet in the face of that the only thing that was going to last beyond faith actually because that didn't last uh, were photographs, were images. And in a weird way, you could say it's a bit of a tone poem to the act of filming yeah. or photographing. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing that people forget is that, and I think there were, I think this was shot on film because there were a lot of flecks coming oh, up. Oh, is that how you know? And you can see bobbles and you can see the chemical. Yeah. And, and what the reason a lot of filmmakers like working on film, Tarantino and all that lot, is they like the chemical aspect. It's a physical, it's a chemical reaction. Yeah. Celluloid. It's yeah. about, you know, and his thing with silver, I thought that was good. Yeah. And he'd run out of silver, so he couldn't take more photos. And I thought what was neat was the fact that that conflict that happened between him and Ragnar, I know that's not his name, or Ragnar, yeah. came out of Ragnar really wanting an image. He's, he's like, I want a selfie. I just want one. I want a selfie. But he was so sort of like, he just said just one, and he couldn't yeah. understand why yeah. I wouldn't just give him one. And I think maybe also the film reminded us of how special of an image of ourselves yeah. once was. Yeah. And it's become true. so de rigueur now yeah. that we have images all the time, oh, selfies and true. everything. That 
actually, yeah. in fact, this, that's interesting. The fact that he had to use silver, they were like precious metals. Yes, precious artifacts. Precious artifacts. Didn't you feel that there were there were moments though? I I did where I thought, oh, he's being. He's being absorbed by the community and he's getting into the community, the scene where they all wrestle. Oh my God, that was a fascinating scene. It was scene. a fascinating scene and they he held it for a long time. I mean, mm. he did about three different people mm. wrestling, didn't he? And I got fascinated because it was a proper wrestle, wasn't it? Do you know it? what that scene for me was? That scene was this film's Travis Bickle moment. Yes. That was almost the point at which the priest transitioned to a more animalistic side yes, of himself. Yes, yeah, because he wouldn't go over, no. would he? And he knocked the patriarch. And when his leg kept going, I thought, oh my God, he's yeah, playing the game, yeah. not just playing it. He's yeah. gonna... At that point, it became a wrestling sex addict. Yeah. Didn't he? That's went off the into the barn. He turned. He yeah. turned. How would you sum up and score, Mum? Well, there were so many ponies in this film, I adored it. <laughs> Wandering across Iceland. All the things that we said, really, it's very, very um, slow. But in a good way. Yeah. I loved I loved the slowness of it. Yeah, I, did, I, I mean, some... it's only as slow as a horse going across ice, and that went on for ages, but mm. I thought that was fair enough. It's a mindful horses watch. Horses were going across ice. I mean, there is mind... drama, but, yeah. but it's mind, there's yeah, mindfulness. Yeah, and whenever the it. drama comes, it's sort of so enormous in a way, because we've had so much mm, yeah, in between. True. That's a good point. Um, but um, I, th I thought it was fascinating. I thought, although the moments where he interacts with other people are weird, we knew by now that he was weird. Mm. And I felt for him in a weird way. Although, in many ways, he's a totally unsympathetic character, isn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. You he doesn't care. give you anything to get sympathetic. No. And when the when the older of the girls clearly fancies him, falls in love with him, you know, it's sort of like you're thinking, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, God, the score. I'd, get, I'd score it quite high. I'd score it 85. Okay. I mean, in a sense, I felt real conflict between him having faith and at the time, believing in this modern technology, yeah. I almost felt the two shouldn't have sat alongside <laughs> yeah. each other. That would have created an internal conflict for well, him. I felt that there wasn't that. Did I felt you... that essentially what we were seeing was a man who somehow had become a was priest, but was actually interested in... Yeah. In... Well, then it's a film about mortality and immortality, yeah. and the closest thing to immortality, rather than God, are these wet plate photographs. Yeah. And I think that that's quite poetic. You could argue it takes an awful long time to do that. Um, I think you really summed it up well. It takes a great long time to get to places, but when it does, it adds a certain sort of piquancy and drama yeah. to them. It was like an Icelandic apocalypse now. It Heart of Darkness. Yeah. Except not was... at the end of a stream. It was just sort of <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a wooden yeah. barn. Anyway, I was surprised by this. I, I, I thought, wow, okay. Because at times I found, I think it's really important to say, you can find something difficult and slow, and you would potentially use the word boring, but we are not trained in modern society no. now to actually sit with anything. And this for me was refreshing because it forced me to sit on my hands, sit still and think and watch. Um, so I found and I've thought about it ever since. Yeah, I think his, his other film, although it's, it's obviously not set in Iceland, it's very slow as well. And I think mm. he's got using the same things. So that's what interests mm. him, sort mm. of almost mortality. And yeah, every executive producer I've worked with, I was just imagining them screaming, short on the shot! Cut! Were you? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, I, I think I'd probably give it about the same as you. I'd give it, I think I might give it, did you say 85? Yeah. I think I'll give it about 83. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Go and see it. Give yourself a treat. <laughs>